you now to your regularly scheduled program. Hey everybody, this is Josh Martin. And I'm Marty Hyde. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Tattoos and Jesus podcast. I am very happy to be here. Here at TNJ, we seek to blend the righteous with the ridiculous. Please explain. We discuss coffee, counseling, Christianity, and whatever else crosses our mind. We hope you enjoy it. Okay, let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Tattoos of Jesus podcast. Uh, we're taking over today. Today it's going to be called the uh, TJ DJ podcast. We got Tattoos and Jesus, Dylan and Josh. Uh, That's right. Marty's on a Marty's on a quick vacation. Um, <laughs> some, something about plastic surgery. I don't know. Oh, uh, exactly exactly what it was. Josh, you know what he's getting done? Or yeah, I probably needs to get that wig cut. That's what needs to happen. Yeah. No, just. He had a trim one time. It looked like Willy Wonka. What'd you say? (laughs) Real quick shout out to Marty. I got to be honest. I'm telling you what. Like I said when I was interviewed last time, I didn't know if I was going to like this guy. I didn't know. But turns out Marty's a cool cat. Cool cat. Really good voice. Really good voice. I like his voice. And it matches his face. Let's just say that. (laughs) It matches his face. I actually got a text today from Josh Hyatt that said, he was listening to a podcast, and and I think it was Brandon, with the one with Brandon. Yeah, he was. T- he texted me and said because he looked up the New Pleasant website, he saw that Marty was on there as an elder, and he, and Marty's like towers over his entire family. Yeah, he was like, I didn't know he looked like this, and I was like, Yeah, first time I came and met him in a vision, he was going to be my supervisor. Uh, he walks out to come and get me, and it's this giant six four man with long hair with a little. Got his little hoop earring, Michael Jordan hoop earring in. Oh. Come and got me. So he looks like he should have gauges. He probably did at some point. Yeah, I'm thinking that he's a gauge guy. Yeah, he's probably he's probably he's probably a gauge guy. What did you read it? I read it, yeah. It was good stuff, Josh. You did great on it. Hey man, I appreciate it. I was trying to throw that in at the end, that little last Loady. <laughs> Loady it up. You know, we get a letter. Ain't nobody gonna have a clue. All right. So no. so Dylan, this is what I was thinking about today, man. All right. Good. I was thinking about our podcast. Uh-huh. And I've had two references in my sessions this this week that has direct connect well one one was outside of a session one was in session a direct connection to us and our friendship oh first one was my soul first one was went out to eat with my brother-in-law matt washero y'all and he's a nurse we would we would (laughs) if we're not a nurse but he is a nurse (laughs) he ain't no nurse sarah's brother yeah wasn't he my mother's nurse no. Who am I thinking of? Nurse? He was a, like a, a ICU nurse. No, heck no. Matt Davis is not. Is Who not. I'm thinking of. Who are you somebody, thinking of? I don't know. I'll have to find that out because somebody's one of my friends' new wife's brother, which is your description, was my mom's nurse in the ICU. Now I feel stupid. That's my fault. Continue your story, man. I'm sure it's great. And he were, we were talking about Sonny's Brick Oven Pizza. Oh, somebody's going to give you a lesson. I'm telling hey. you. Hey. I mean. It's still there, right? It's just a different name. No, it closed down 100%. It's, all right, it's a like cigar it's, lounge now. Are you serious? Yeah. I feel it's like it changed down. names four times, but the menu stayed the same. Menu stay exactly the same. Now they closed down. You can't even get. You can't even walk in. It's for sale right now. Yeah, that's a money laundering scheme. Then. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Well, no. I mean, the only time they had people come in was on Tuesdays or whatever. Exactly. It was. Yeah, buy one get one. So, so, was this just a reference of friendship, or like you changed somebody's life with the words we spoke? Well, you wait. When? Oh, you talking about no, 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 no. So, this was a different. So that was the first reference, but I wanted to ask you, I started thinking mm. about it and I, we've had a lot of criticism about Sonny's brick oven pizza that we, when we brought people, I mean, they, we've, we have, we have, we've been criticized for okay. saying that it was good. Okay. Looking back on it. Okay. 
do you think it was good or you think we were just so in just in, just fascinated by the nostalgia of buy one get one and the price that it was automatically going to be good regardless all right so growing up i was always raised to be frugal not cheap can't stand when somebody calls me cheap i'm frugal so if i want it i'm gonna buy it if i don't i don't and if something is buy one get one i'm definitely buying it uh-huh. And I think I went to that restaurant for the first time with a couple of guys and we happened to be there on a Tuesday. And when I was young and stupid, now I'm just old and stupid. But mm. when I was young and stupid, you know, I would just I would just do stupid things. And so when that lady said, yes, yeah, buy one, get one tonight, that right there just just was awesome. So it set the mood initially for a great experience. And I love white pizza. And I'm gonna let you know that that white pizza that they had i forgot what it was called it was like white delight or something but it was that alfredo base that nice mozzarella oh, yeah. cheese and mm. i swear they had something else in that cheese i'm thinking uh, they had a mix between, it was it was like feta or something wasn't it oh you're right they did sprinkle it with that crap i remember when i asked for not a lot of that because it did get heavy sometimes and it ruined it but i think they had like white cheddar maybe some ricotta no not ricotta feta you might be right anywho's when when it was made right, I'd put it up against any pizza, honestly. I, I remember it being very good. I remember going back multiple years later over different times, and it was hit or miss. But, no, I mean, I, I think it was a quality restaurant quality. In, regards, in regards to the pizza. I never tried anything else, and I never went on any day other than Tuesday. What's the point? Right. I mean, it, regardless, you got two pieces for $10. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the I mean – there were decent pizzas. Like the barbecue chicken was nice. Barbecue chicken was nice. Yeah. The white, great white, whatever it was. Great called. white. Yeah. I never got a pepperoni because I'm not basic, but uh, <laughs> okay. You're coming at I'm everybody assu- right now. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming the people that are hating on it got pineapple, not pineapple, pepperoni pizza. Like, come on now. You're at a brick oven place. Let's throw some, let's throw some banana peppers on there. Let's grow up a little bit, you know? Right, throw some banana peppers <laughs> up there. Get some yeah. veggies. Yeah, let me get pepperoni and black olive. You know, my palate's over the age of 13. Let me try some. That's right. So I'm assuming these people who I'm now mad at that think Sunny's is bad. <laughs> oh, the more I think about it, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. So they must have they must have been raised on that Pizza Hut two for ten deal. And they uh, you know they don't know. That's what that's what they like. They can't yeah. match it branch out to brick oven brick oven is a whole other level so i grew up on that yeah. chef tony's yeah, chef probably, tony's frozen pizza yeah, they probably the type of people that make like you know like a hot dog and cut it up into pieces <laughs> and still and still make craft macaroni and cheese and some chicken nuggets and throw it on a plate and talking about ooh friday night dinner you know they, yeah, they probably that type. <laughs> no doubt you still <laughs> post it on facebook yeah yeah they'll yeah, post like, it off Ooh, my husband cooked dinner tonight. <laughs> it's about no. 7,000 grams of sodium on your plate. You like- comment, comment on that. Say, I know your husband was seven. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, man, you got to be irritated at these people. Oh, no. I mean, it was delicious, though. I mean, it was. you can't deny a good deal and good food. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we did dip it in ranch. And so, no question, their ranch was good. Until so maybe- they charged you for it. Oh, let's not get into that. Let's <laughs> and into that. You brought your own no. ranch from the <laughs> Yes, house. I did. Yes, I did. In a Tupperware container because I do not support restaurants that charge for ranch. That makes zero sense. So I've left restaurants over that before, and I hope you do as well. The only ranch I'm paying for is the clock. You pour that all over my body. Pour that all over my body. Pour that all over my body. I don't even <laughs> care. <laughs> Put on my body. Hey, you can literally <laughs> pour that anywhere you would like, and it's it's gonna be okay because yeah, yeah. I am here for Clot Ranch all day, every day. Yeah. I can fill that mug up in a water bottle and sip on it yeah. randomly throughout the day. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah, I'm gonna judge you depending on your answer. Do you purchase for your home use Hidden Valley Ranch? No, nah, I do cans. Oh God, that's that's that's. I guess I won't hang up right now. But Josh, let me put you on something, please. Because I mean, Kim's me is a good alternative. No, I don't really, I don't, no. really, I don't really like Hidden Valley 
but no, that's because Hidden Valley ain't ranch. Hidden Valley is disgusting. And Ken's the only thing good they got is honey mustard. You can't have yeah, right, right. yeah, hey. like, <laughs> that's a close <laughs> second. Hey. That's a close second What's, to pull yeah. it on me. That's right. <laughs> What's that? Uh, what's that restaurant we used to get at high school? They serve it at lunch. Varsity Square. Bro, that ranch. <laughs> it was Ken's. That's all it was. That's Ken's. all it was. <laughs> all right, no let doubt. me put you on something. All right, you need to do this today, and you'll call me and thank me because clock ain't got nothing on this, and I promise you. Okay, you. I'm okay. telling you. Okay. I'm okay. telling you. Mm-hmm. Go to whatever grocery store uh, is still in business in Spartanburg. I don't know. <laughs> A bunch of them closed down, right? <laughs> like getting Bilo just dead. <laughs> yeah, Bilo's Bilo Bilo's now Planet Fitness and Gaffney, but oh, uh, that worked out. So <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Yeah. literally yeah. Oh dang! Pun intended. My fault. Right. Dylan, so mm-hmm. tell me. What ranch is stop leaving me on the edge and getting I'm about to tell you the ranch. I'm about to tell you it's a good story. Here we go. So you go to whatever grocery store you want to. You're probably a Whole Foods kind of guy now, judging by your wow. So- <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't even know I'm where Whole Foods to- is. I go to Angles. Uh, okay, that's my fault. I forgot. But you look good. That's all I was trying to say. Hey man, I you appreciate nice. it. You I look nice. It. I just bought some hey dudes. I got some yesterday. Hey, these man. Hey, no you wear them with socks or no? I got them with socks on right now, but I don't yeah. sometimes when it's short. I wore I wore them without socks yesterday, and I regretted that. Yeah, Anyways, they, they this stick ranch. to you. Yeah, <laughs> like the ranch. So hey, go yeah, to please. the grocery store. I'm about to tell you. Go to the <laughs> grocery store, and I need you to buy a half gallon or whatever kind of size they have of buttermilk. A half gallon? I'm making this? If you would just listen, I promise you it's worth it. All Get right, you a right. half gallon of buttermilk. Type it in that right now. If, if you can't find buttermilk, regular milk will do, but buttermilk is the cherry on top of this recipe. Okay. You get you some buttermilk. Mm-hmm. You get you some Duke's mayonnaise. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. all the fat, all the salt. Don't get no low-sodium nonsense. I want the yellow uh, container. I want Duke's and only Duke's. mayonnaise. I only got Duke's. You. And then you go to the seasoning aisle and get you the Hidden Valley or the Ingles brand. It don't really matter. Packets of ranch, the ranch seasoning. You see what I'm saying? And the ratio is one, one, one. One, 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 one what? One cup of buttermilk, one cup of mayonnaise, one packet of Hidden Valley. Bro, you mix that up, put it in your fridge for an hour. Is it good? You, I promise you and Sarah will will have fun tonight because if you're One still into cup. the business of pouring ranch on your body, <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's go. Let's this go. ranch will change your life. So, oh, it's so good. So you're literally just remaking Hidden Valley Buttermilk Ranch. No, you're not. Hidden Valley. That's why I say you could use Ingles brand uh, seasoning. You just need one pack of ranch seasoning. Hidden Valley okay. Ranch seasoning is not bad. It's just okay. their ranch is god awful, and everybody will agree. But I'm telling the ratio is just one to one. And so here's what you can do with the rest of that gallon: buy you a couple packets of Hidden Valley. Go ahead and make it all with the buttermilk. Put the extra in the freezer. Unfreeze that junk when it's time for some more. And uh, I promise you, bro, it's the only way to do it. Only way. Okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it I a shot. I can't wait for the. I can't wait for the emoji that you send me later today. When you <laughs> stick your finger in that ranch. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to to do it. To, I'm going to do it tomorrow for sure because I'm cooking tomorrow. But all right, buttermilk, Duke's mayo. So if you do Miracle Whip, Josh, stop it. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. What? Can, I'd, what I'd is, rather you light me on fire than eat Miracle Whip. I don't even know what Miracle Whip is. I tried it one time, thinking it was just another brand of mayonnaise. It is not wrong. wrong. <laughs> no. I threw the whole sandwich away. Yeah, Miracle Whip is is not mayonnaise. It's like sweet. I don't even. I can't even say words on this podcast. Hey, and I'm thinking, but you you ever had you ever had the pears, the mayonnaise, and the sharp cheddar cheese on top, like at Thanksgiving? I don't you like never pears. Had those? Bro, I, I, I like Miracle pears. Whip will be good on those, but who knows? Yeah, because it's trash. Yup. Okay. All right, so we started talking about ranch. How did we go down that hole? What was the original? You still owe me the second reference. Yeah, I got you. I'm getting there. Sonny's, 
Sonny's Brick Oven Pizza is how we started that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had I had a kid in session. He was doing, somehow we got on topic of cereal. Then nobody better judge me for talking about cereal down the therapy <laughs> sessions. But so we started talking about cereal. And I was like, "What's your favorite cereal, man? What you got going on?" He was like, "Cinnamon Toast Crunch, no doubt." I said, course, "Fair." Number one. I said, number "Fair." One. He said, "But you know what I really like? Stop that it. Nobody really talks about. Stop it." I said, "I, you know, I was thinking maybe like Fruity Pebble or something." I said, "What?" You already know what he said, right? He said, "You want me to say it?" Or you said, "Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead." Crave Nation. That's right. <laughs> that is right. That man said. Crave. I literally. I, so you see this black chair right here? Yes. I literally jumped out of it. I almost tackled this man because I was so excited. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Did you say crave? And he, he got a little scared. And I was like, my bad. No triggers in oh here. My and, he, and he was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, I don't think I've ever heard anybody but me and my friend Dylan reference you. Shout out. That's right. Talk about and hard dog. Hard dog. Loading. So I talked about us, and I was like, yeah. I, I, I left out the whole, like, we did the half-court basketball shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was like, we were, we were, we hit a stint in our life where we probably ate a box every two days. I mean, it, I mean oh, we, yeah. we went through it. Yeah. They didn't make family size. We went through it. Yes. Crave was fantastic. It's fantastic box to cereal. But yep. I, I thought about going to get some because I hadn't had some in a while. I, let me tell you the only problem with Crave. Cinnamon Toast Crunch doesn't have this problem because Cinnamon Toast Crunch immediately makes the milk taste wonderful. The Crave, you really got to like chew that a couple times before the flavor <laughs> is. <laughs> you got to chew it up and then the flavor is delicious. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch in your mouth, there's a party happening. There's just fireworks. No doubt. You put Crave in there, and you got to do a little blue-collar work before you really see <laughs> yeah. this. So this- <laughs> yeah. I know we're not selling it well, but it's kind of yeah. like crab legs. You, know? you got to put, put a little effort in there to get to the middle and Josh. then go ahead, go ahead and get Josh. there. <laughs> Josh, I got to commend you on one of the best simile metaphors simile <laughs> simile is a comparison using like our ass. You do that? it's kind of, yeah that's one of the best similes I, is that the word that sounds stupid it, does. it is a simile right? <laughs> that sounds stupid i cannot wait yeah, to post this podcast. Like I'm, I'm taking <laughs> Bro, that's one of the best I'm comparisons <laughs> that's one of the best comparisons i've ever heard that is exactly what it is exactly <laughs> what it is that it's crab true. legs, baby. It's a it crab is leg crab legs, legs in a box. <laughs> we should send their PR team. Like, hey, look, we got a great. We got a no, great. Last time we tried to do that, <laughs> I've got, got a great marketing scheme for you. On top of this banging yeah. video, you didn't be our second to attempt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be our second attempt contacting them for marketing. That ain't gonna work. Nope. Right, well, I got a, I got, Go I've been thinking of a couple questions. So I got a question to ask you, and I, and I hope this lands exactly how I thought it would land in my mind. Okay. So me and Kason are riding down the street yesterday in my six foe. Um, uh, and excuse me, we we're cruising down the street. Um, uh-huh. And he goes, Dad, I would love to be able to sit on a cloud. And I was like, Yeah, that's true. I mean, I agree. But then he was like, what do you think it would be like? And I just started to think like, dang, what would it be like? Obviously, you couldn't sit on it because you'd fall through. But then I was thinking, I mean, we're, we're in, you know, the devil's booty hole right now in the sense of how hot it is outside most days. And what makes it worse down here is all this humidity, right? Uh-huh. So here's my thought. Okay, okay, I'm following. Okay, because a cloud is like water vapor or something, right? <laughs> right, right. So <laughs> the most educated what? podcast we yeah, ever released. Yeah, I yeah. got you. So, so here's the question. Okay, would you think it is comfortable to be in the middle of a cloud? And we can set it up on two different scenarios. Let's say it's a hundred degrees outside, and you're looking up at the clouds. 
do you think it would be comfortable sitting in a cloud? With it being 100 degrees? Yeah, I got my answer. So I'm just waiting for Man, you. Man, well, you've, you've had time to not sound like a complete no, but I need leg it. I need, I need your first. I need your first response. Okay, my this is my first response. This is my first. My first thought when you told me this is this before I start to actually get like analytical and yeah, one yeah, start thing right is I'm thinking of a hot tub that's not hot <laughs> and it's cool, but it like surrounds you. So, but you're not sitting like it's that feeling of being in a hot tub, but you're not mm-hmm. sitting on plastic. You're sitting on clouds. So it's just like, it's almost like you're in the water, but not in the water. And you just got all this, like, it's almost like having a cover around you, but not having the weight of the cover Uh, around you. That's beautiful. beautiful. (laughs) That was my first thought. Here's Uh, my thought. (laughs) Heck no, dude. You know how wet it is up there? At the, like in the cloud, and, yeah, it's be. <laughs> we think it's humid down here. Imagine being in a cloud, hundred degrees. That's got to be hot and sweaty and stinky. Are, are clouds hot? I don't know. See, that's that's the that's do the clouds get, part. Do clouds have temperature? I see. I don't know. That's one of them Siri things. But another <laughs> another way to think another way to think about this is it's obviously a lot higher in the air, and doesn't it get colder the higher you go? Yeah. So. If it is 100 degrees down here, it actually might be comfortable I to mean, sit it might be inside perfect. of a cloud. It might be doubt. like a very cool mist. But here's my initial thought. Like when I first thought of it, you ever walked into a zoo that had a rainforest exhibit? Yeah. And it's like humid. Humid as can be and just hot. Here's what I'm thinking. That times 100, would it, would it be like if, if you sat inside of a cloud? Did you look this up before you? Don't lie to me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is this is all my thought. I was literally riding home yesterday. So I'm going to talk to Josh about this. I'm thinking it's a rainforest exhibit times 100 to sit inside of a cloud. And that's what I'm landing on. That's that's my final answer, Regis. So Are you Googling this? Yo, I ain't no doubt. I'm about to give you the <laughs> scientific answer. Okay, here it is. Oh, okay, so here it is. Great. I'm getting two different answers. You know, you, you the one that always pops up at the top, you want to go with, and you start researching. It's like, okay. No, that's an ad. You, you, start, you start doubting it a little bit. I mean, it's National Those Geographic. Ads ain't loyal. All right, here we, here we go. Oh, they, yeah, they liberals. I'm just <laughs> so. So clouds can act like a blanket. Heck no. Trapping heat on Earth by absorbing the heat released by the surface of the planet. You see what I'm saying? They radiate this heat back towards Earth, warming the lower regions of the atmosphere. Whether clouds heat or cool the surface of the temperature depends on the height and the type of cloud present in the sky. So yeah, it's hot as crap up there, huh? Clouds keep the heat in themselves. So it is a hot tub with the hot. I'm saying I bet it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. You just got sweat the whole time. Is hot, no breeze. I think clouds are the biggest lies ever told to us. <laughs> like they look Whoa, so. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, okay, please explain this thought process. All right, all right. One, they're one of the easiest things to draw. Two, okay, okay, (laughs) hold on, hold on. I was on my phone. I gotta let me put my phone down for a second because I need to re, I need you to reiterate this first point. Sure, sure, sure. So, from your childhood, right? They're one of the easiest things to draw, you know, on a coloring page. You ain't even got to color them because they're already white. I mean, it's just easy. And we're taught to think that they're fluffy, wonderful little things that are just so soft and they're beautiful. And sometimes you can see images in them, whatever. <laughs> but turns out them some guns are making us hot as crap. They constantly pee on us. 
and they're loud when they're pissed off. Sorry. <laughs> and they shoot lightning bolts out of them. So you know what? Clouds are the biggest lie ever told to us, man. I'm telling you, they're mean. They're mean things is what it is. I'm slightly upset that you have completely changed my view of clouds for the rest of my I'm life. To tell you, I'm trying to tell you, man. These clouds, they, they're, they're not fluffy. They're not cuddly. Their purpose is to heat us up and rain on us. Oh, that's so true, though. That's I'm, what I'm saying. Ain't no clouds or lies is definitely about to be the name of this podcast. Oh, for sure. Clouds well, or lies. Let, let me clouds are lies. Let me ask you about this. Talking oh, about God. clouds keep the heat in the Lightning atmosphere. Comes out of clouds? I think it, I don't know because okay, I've been told ahead, it comes from. The, I've been told it comes from the ground, but that don't make sense either. So <laughs> I'm telling you. Lightning, lightning's a whole nother subject. We shouldn't hey, get started on that. Hey, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> there's so many things that's been brought up that I'm making me question my entire education I'm telling you, system. I'm telling you, as a child, we can keep going. We can keep going, bro. Right. I don't, I don't trust it. We can get on dinosaurs. We'll talk about that later. So, oh. ooh, okay, so, go ahead. Look, go ahead. What, what am I even talking about? Oh, Arizona, clouds. they ain't got no clouds, and it's hot as crap out there. So, how cl- huh? You ever seen? I just don't see what? clouds in Arizona. Like I see Arizona as desert and hot, and then really cool southwestern type home designs, and they ain't never in the shade. So, how do the clouds keep the heat in there? That don't make sense. I just ain't buying into this whole clouds help keep the heat in like a blanket. That's stupid. <laughs> it's like I just a blanket don't trust for them, the earth. Yeah, I just don't trust them. I don't trust clouds. Yeah, you'll be in the pool and it's hot, and then all of a sudden shade hits you, and you look up, and there's a cloud just trying to take care of you. And then you put your head back down. Two seconds later, it disappears, and just Rick James, you just like sigh. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you want the sun, there's a fat old cloud that don't move. Just I just ain't for clouds. I just I've made the decision in the past ten minutes. I just ain't for them. (laughs) You've you have convinced me that I hate clouds from here on out. <laughs> Telling you, dude. It's you have fully convinced me. <laughs> and another yeah. thing is, looking up where lightning come from is not a great option because I'm so confused about my entire life. Yeah, they're gonna talk about Zeus and shooting it. <laughs> they talking about <laughs> they talking about sheet lightning and coming from the oh, ground, yeah. and then talking about hey, coming from, but it's also coming from the clouds. Sheet lightning is beautiful. I just don't oh. understand the name of it because you'd be saying it, and people would be like, "What? Yeah, sheet lightning, exactly, like a sheet." I'm not cussing. So, here's what I want to do. I want to take my son and my wife to the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark exhibit. Okay. Have you heard of these things? Yeah, I've heard of them. So I'm trying to go, and the only, well, the main reason I want to go. Is because, you know, like a lot of people our age, maybe younger, maybe older, are in this mode of deconstruction of like, not our faith per se, but really making our faith our faith and not what our parents taught us or Sunday Mm -hmm. school taught us or what preachers taught us. Just like what freaking people taught us about clouds. Exactly. Sometimes you got to question them. Exactly. Exactly. And so the same thing, like dinosaurs. Oh, 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 I, I know you. I know you. I know you talked about Jurassic Park in a couple episodes ago, and I ain't gonna bring that up, which is fine. But what I'm saying is, is sure, there's bones. Sure, there's you know whatever. But like, there ain't no way there's that many of them bones. They done came up with all these books. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what it's, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, they might be real, they but have- so much of it is fa- so much has got to be fabricated. So much. You're talking about like they have not, for all the dinosaurs we have, they haven't found yeah. bones that has constructed. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say they ain't found full exoskeleton, fully constructed. You hear that saw in the background? Shut up. We're doing a podcast. I'm just trying to say that I don't fully believe everything that was taught to me in a science book. And for the main reason of I'm not a subscriber of Billion Year Old Earth, you know? So what I want to do is go to the Creation Museum and the Noah's Ark exhibit because apparently there's an entire floor designated to scientific research that lines up with scripture. 
that gives the account of dinosaurs, gives the account of a young earth model. And so it's not that I want to go to solidify my belief. I just want to go to further understand that viewpoint so that I can truly make a decision rather than believing that there's 14 billion dinosaur species or believing that the earth is a being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to go and see, because they've done the work, they've done the research, they've done the, you know, so I just want to go and experience that. And I want Kaysen to experience it because he's at that age where I started learning all this stuff about the world that might not be accurate. You know what I mean? Clouds are lies, man. Clouds are lies, bro. And that's just, it's the whole point. Clouds that's are lies. That's it. That's it. That is a good, that's yep. a good, that's a good segue there. Man, you, should, you, dude. you should be a podcaster. So no, I'm just, I'm just a guest ho. My, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like, because I feel you, me and Marty's talked about that stuff too. Like the balance between, cause we usually, and you see it in, in, in here sometimes, but people will, take debatable information and skew it towards their personal opinion. Mm. And so it's hard to, to really know what is fact and what is skewed. So mm-hmm. like, for example, so old earth, young earth, this whole situation, personal opinion. I don't think it really matters, but at the same time, you know, I mean, there's evidence for both. I mean, you know, but there's there's evidence for it to be old. There's evidence for it to be young. Does it really affect my um, my beliefs towards God or the Bible? Not really. If it's a million years old, you can skew it in a way to make it still biblically true. You can skew it away to make it biblically true to be young Earth. So I don't know. Like, what do you think about that? Like, what? Because you can find enough nowadays, you can find enough research behind whatever opinion you probably come up with. For example, flat earth. I mean, there's some flat earthers out there. Mm-hmm. There's some flat earthers. So you I mean, can. If, until we get a plane to go over Antarctica, I don't know what I believe. Ain't no doubt. Them walls, baby, <laughs> them walls. And so, uh, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't, you don't really know. But you can take what you've you're told, or you can take what mm-hmm. you research, make a the best possible educational opinion guess that you can on the subject. But then again, it's still like you know, this is outside of politics too. Like you can pull for so like in the Christian community, if you want to skew more towards reform theology, then read articles by all of these people. If you want to skew more towards yeah. non-reform, yeah. pull articles over here to get your different interpretations of scripture, even though it may not make a difference if it's taught this way or this way, when it gets to the core of it. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you at with it? Well, that's a whole nother thing that I'm going through right now too, as far as like what we call as the non-negotiables, right? So right. some of the okay. non-negotiables are that we believe in God, the father, the son, the Holy spirit, we believe that the only way to heaven is through Jesus. We believe that Jesus died for our sins. We believe that he was a real man. He died and he resurrected without the resurrection. None of it make none of it matters. So like there's, there's non-negotiables out there that um, we have. And then there's what we call negotiables. And that could be some difficult negotiables, whether we talk about like politics or LGBTQ or young earth, old earth, um, and then, of course, there's like easier negotiables that don't even matter, I guess. But here's where I'm at with that. Is that even true? Because where do we pull our non-negotiables from, Josh? Where do we get them from? Yep. The Bible. Yep. We yep. get them from history. We get them from the Bible. Well, the same things that are told to us, whether it be like women in leadership, right? Um, how, we, how we have deacons and elders inside of our church, like what right. is a deacon, what is an elder? All of those are clearly, excuse me, not all of them. I don't want to, you know, be on one side or the other, but some of these topics are clearly laid out in scripture. And I do believe you do need to do your due diligence with reading the context of it. For example, I'm learning a lot about women in leadership now. Same, same. Um, whether, okay. whether, whether Paul was talking directly to the context of that church, mm-hmm. because that church is 
um, area had other religions where women were gods and stuff like that. So like wilding. Yeah. So like trying to distinguish whether that's contextual or whether that's, you know, whether we still need to hold that into belief for whatever. And so it's, I'm kind of like in a deconstruction phase right now where it's like, if we believe these things are non-negotiable, we got that information from scripture. So why do we believe the other things about scripture are negotiable? Does that make sense? Yes, because that is so, I, I mean, probably not going to go by this far. Number one, number two, they were all trash. But our first four episodes on this podcast was actually, I didn't know what it was at the time until I started learning about it. It was actually like deconstruction thoughts. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was right there with you of understanding what what I'm thinking, like, okay, let me see, let me do some research here. And then what I was just told, like, to believe. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm yeah. told to believe, so I believe it, and I hold firm to it, which is now why I've I've kind of came, I used to be, like, five-point Calvinist reform, and now I don't even know if I hold any of the reform beliefs. So it's just, like, this transition of just, I don't know, like, asking questions, reading scriptures, and I'm exactly where you're at, and me and Marty has had this conversation over and over. We mentioned on here sometimes at um, – at some points as well. And especially in the past, like couple months is women in leadership. Like what mm-hmm. does women in leadership look like? What is that? Like, it's like when you read the scripture, it's like people are like, Oh, it's clear. And I'm like, first of all, first of all, did you read the bottom half of first Corinthians where it said, you know, only women are saved through birth. Like, come on now. Like, I mean, we can't take everything as like, mm-hmm word for word here literal into that like you gotta there's gotta be some contextual things around it mm-hmm. um and it reminds me of uh li- we were i uh, listened to a podcast by uh, a pastor and he was talking about scripture or he's a scholar well, something i don't know he was talking about scripture and how scripture was never meant to be broken down into verses it was always meant to be re- read as a mm-hmm. whole and mm-hmm. when you break it down in verses, it's good for like reference points, but it's bad for mm-hmm. like how you're actually supposed to read the Bible. So mm-hmm. like the technical term of like life verses really wasn't a thing yeah, until yeah. they started to number the verses because everything well, we was read as a, a whole. Lot of our be- yeah, for sure. We frame a lot of our beliefs on verses, not the context of the chapter, who, who it was written to, or you know, even the whole book itself. So yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, I was just, I was pretty much just retweet cosine and what you just said. Like, I'm, I'm right there. Mm, I'm right there with you about all that. Yeah. So right now I'm just in the mode of like, okay, well, do I even believe in non-negotiables and negotiables? Uh, what, what do I need to stand firm on? What do I not? And here's where I've landed. All right. And, and I'm sure you're in the same boat as me. And my church is a part of the ARC church, which... Uh, is great because I mean they're doing a great job and they plant a lot of churches and they whatever. But we were at a conference not too long ago and there was a deconstruction breakout and there was like a another kind of breakout thing that I thought was going to be really informative. And they just kept shying away from the hard topics and they kept like just always coming back to what I'm saying now, the negotiables versus the non-negotiables. And they just kept saying like you just gotta love them. You gotta love people. You gotta love people. You gotta love people. And so people brought up some of these hard topics and they were like, you know, love, and I'm just sitting there like, this is a group of pastors. Like if we can't have these hard conversations within the context of this room, then how can we have them within our congregation? Because I have subscribed to for sure. I did not deserve love at all. I am a sinner. I'm a liar. I am evil at the core. But Jesus died for me, knowing all that I would do and all that I'm going to do after I proclaim to follow him. But he still did it. And I didn't deserve it. And so the scripture tells us because of that, we love others first like he loved us. So 100 percent, my goal in life is to love others like Christ. And that doesn't mean talking down to them. That doesn't mean saying that they're necessarily, you know, like first thing I wouldn't say to them is you're wrong. And here's what you know what I mean? Like I'm going to love people. But I'm trying to decide how, I guess, firm 
the hill I'm going to stand on is going to be when it comes to these topics. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, oh, it's a non-negotiable. Don't worry about it. Don't just love Jesus. Yeah. I mean, there's there's truth to that. Yeah. But but I just I just I just don't feel like that's right. Like, I feel like we don't need to be theology. Theo- the, help me out. Theological mm. majors, theology majors. Like, I don't yeah. feel like that's the case because being studious isn't a relationship with Jesus. But I think there are scriptures that tell us to to know the word and, and to learn the word and to spend time with God and to know him. And we do that by reading his word. And so I think there's things that we do need to fully understand. Maybe that's just the pressure I've been feeling is you don't have an opinion. You need to search my word to find one. It don't matter what answer you come up with because you're just going to love people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, no matter the answer, I want to find it and I want to have it and I want mm-hmm. to pray through it to make sure that that's where God's leading me. Mm-hmm. So I can, so I can be responsible in my career and in my personal walk with Jesus, but I'm still going to love people instead of being so loosey goosey with it. Like, no man, it's cool. It's a non-negotiable. I mean, it's a negotiable right. thing. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Well, you were fine. Which again, that is the model I would take because, you know, you build a relationship with somebody way before you tell them what you think is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. got to have that relationship equity and, tr- and love those people. But so it's almost like I just kind of want to be the softest, firm believer out there. Softest. That makes it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got you. I got you. Like, because I, cause I wasn't that way in high school, bro. I was not that way in high school. And I regret that because, and you might have seen this in my life. Like, I just look back to some of the, moments I had with friends say they were drinking or say they were doing whatever and I just would go up to them and be like that's wrong and here's why instead of hey man I love you I'm here I'm for you I'm for like speaking life into them and then once you know if they want to reciprocate with that and be like yeah man I I really wish you wouldn't do that because you know I want you to pursue um, the way God tells us to handle things or whatever the case may be Instead, I was just so freaking legalistic or rules and firm, mm-hmm. didn't have any love with it. And so I don't want to be that side of it, but I definitely don't want to be the other side of it where I'm, oh, the first word that came to my mind was a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lollygagging around, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to be a lollygagger. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. And I don't know how clouds aren't real got us to this point, but, but no, that's, that's kind Well, I think that's what I like. I think that whole that whole concept, what I'm trying to say with my son is we I want to tell him the truth. I don't want to, you know, form him into beliefs because that's just generally what I believe. Like if if I believe it, I want to be able to back it up and so that he can understand truth and that he can grow up to pursue his own truths. Not in that regard, not in the world's way. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you and I can have different uh, views on alcohol. So it's just. It's just I just don't want to feed him this fairy tale life and then have him grow up to have to be doing as big of a deconstruction as I'm having to do. I got you. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Well, that's 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 something that I mean, we're, we're pretty much hand in hand going through the same same thought process, because that was one. That was something that um, you know, plug, you know what I'm saying? If y'all trying to throw it back to theology versus Jesus on tattoos of Jesus episode, like 50 something. anyway, <laughs> um, that was one thing that I was, that I, I'm a hundred percent with you is sometimes, you know, sometimes you can be Paul and sometimes you can be Saul in the sense of, mm. you know, Saul honestly thought like when he was killing Christians, like he literally, he didn't kill Christians because he hated Christians. He killed Christians because he thought he was being, a one day one to God himself. He thought he was obeying everything. He thought he was, he was the top of the top of the religious community. And in this process, he killed Christians. Like Mm -hmm. he thought his ministry was doing the best it can for God. And his ministry was literally killing these people who were trying to follow Christ. And then it was Mm -hmm. a complete switch to Paul to where he switched it all up. Like it was no longer about, that religious aspect of who he was, but it was more about the love of Christ and the, and how he reached people through what he did and through what he said and how he acted. And so, you know, I think we as Christians go through that process a lot of thinking that we have to be Saul instead of Paul, where we have to be like, okay, I got to know everything there is about the Bible. And then I got to make sure that I can, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to bash Bible studies, but 
because uh, Bible <laughs> studies are helpful. But, you know, in Bible studies, we have this this tendency to let's see who knows more. Let's let's have this weird mm-hmm. like dynamic of let's share scripture and then mm-hmm. let's see who can actually pull out something that nobody's ever thought about. Which is fine, mm. but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just this, there's still this, like, there's just, there's this sense of what's, what's going on here? Like, do I actually care about mm-hmm. what you're going through as a person? Do I actually mm-hmm. care about carrying your burdens or do I care that you think that I'm theologically smart? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out what kind of Bible studies you're in, bro. You need to switch that up. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm not in any right now. Cause I quit that much. Nah, oh, so you're I'm going joking. to hell. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, Hey, my big, never mind. I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. I was going to say my biggest deconstruction <laughs> view right now is hell. What? Nah. Tell me about hell. Then. I just need to understand this. Okay. So here it is, Dylan. So, and then you tell me, okay, so during this deconstruction phase here that we're kind of going through, or not even deconstruction, I don't even know what to call it, reevaluation, this reevaluation that we're going through, I haven't fully been swapped to women in leadership yet. I am to a certain degree. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm more for it than against it, for sure. Well, how that plays out in the house, uh, not real sure. But at the same time, how that plays out in the church, I feel like it's completely contextual, like we talked about. Anyway, that's not the biggest one. So my biggest one, are you ready? Are you? I ain't got my, are you ready? I'm nervous, brother. So there's a podcast that I want you to listen to. It has literally changed my life, and it's exactly what you need. Okay. Who is it by? Tattoos and Jesus. No, it's it's called... (laughs) It's called. If you say Rob Bell, I'm punching you through the phone. Look, I just, I, li- I just told you it wasn't what you thought. It's called Theology in the Raw by Preston Sprinkle. He sounds funny. He's, he's, he's solid. He does a bunch of interviews. He does a bunch of conversational stuff. He's, he's solid. He's solid. But he introduced me to. There's three views of hell. You. You, me, and everybody else are automatically, when you think of hell, you're thinking eternal torment for anybody who's not a Christian for all, all right, I need you. I need you to not put me in your little bubble of what you think I think because I've done my research. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, me and you think that. I don't no, know. I'm just, you I'm just, just, say I'm, you I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, no, I don't think this now, but so. You know, as 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 most Baptists believe that may may not include yourself, Ooh, we, you. we 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 there's a, a you know eternal torment, judgment house type stuff where you're going and you're watching people burn in hell for the all of eternity, and it's just because God can do this, and you know all this and stuff and that and whatever. So I've I've no longer believe in that view of hell. I don't think that hell exists i don't think it's biblical i'll tell you why there's another view it's called the annihilation view and it's what it is is you cease to exist you there's no eternal torment but there's no eternal life so and it, you can look this up and then go through it and a lot of people don't agree some some do agree that i've talked to some of don't agree with me but john 3 16 in itself says you will not perish it doesn't say you will not eternally suffer for the rest of your life but you will have eternal it says you will not perish but have everlasting life everything that scripture points to is christians who are in christ receive eternal life if everybody on this earth lives forever it's just different locations Everybody gets eternal life. That's making sense. So when it comes to eternal punishment, it is directly related to um, Satan and people who are involved with Satan. That's not non-Christians. And that came out of Revelation. So Revelation be debated, whatever. So this view, and there's a lot of scriptures that will say perish. It will say second death. It talks a lot about the second death people experience when they when they get to the judgment. They experience second death. That's straight out of Revelation. How do you have perish? How do you have second death? How do you have all these things? As if everybody lives eternally, one just suffers the entire time and one just lives with Christ the entire time. 
So my view has changed to this view of, and it fits God's character perfectly. He is still just by not giving eternal life, but he is still loving and not allowing these people to eternally suffer in hell with fire and brimstone for the rest of their life. I don't even know what to say. So what's I your, I would have to do a lot of research. Okay. I'll take my first thought. Ain't nobody scared. What's your first um, thought? My first, if you shut up, I'm literally the words out of my mouth are my first thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, didn't we just talk about loving people if on here? You're already going to heaven. I ain't got to worry about you. Well, actually, with this view of hell, you might not be. <laughs> just kidding. Now, I would have to do some research on this because I follow what you're saying about the word perish. I'd have to look up the original, you know, meaning and second death i understand that and then my initial thoughts while you're talking to me i was just like what about after armageddon when satan's thrown into the fire to burn forever mm-hmm. and then see i my new version of hell is that there's three levels this is not some sort of i don't even know if level is the right word but like for example like i'm pretty sure i believe that there's demons you could say already in hell okay in the intersection of hell. Okay. And then there's another section of hell that is ready for Satan. Okay. Um, and then the third one, I can't really remember what the dude I was learning from was talking about, whether that be the place where current people that didn't put their faith in Jesus or God are being held until the final judgment. Okay. So, so while I don't initially believe what you're saying, because I think the way you ended it was like trying to justify God being just. So with all due respect, I didn't like the way you ended it by saying it fits God's character because you said it still makes him a just God. So like you're trying to put personification or characterization on him when we can't fathom anywhere close to what his true justness is, I guess, if that makes sense. Like all of it is, all that it is. And so whether I think from what you just said, people will be suffering in hell forever, I don't, I don't know. I can't really debate what you just said because, I mean, that what does kind of make sense in how you described it. But my viewpoint of it, like a lot of people on TikTok or social media are saying things just like, well, I'm not going to follow a God that would send people to hell, that would do all this other kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And my thought of it is like, he's not sending you to hell. Like he is the creator of the universe. He, ooh, thunder. See, he's with me. Mm. He created the oxygen that allows us to breathe. And we are so arrogant and we are so selfish that we think because our way of life, the things that we want to do don't line up with what he tells us to do, that he's a mean God. And so to me, it's, you don't, he doesn't send you to hell. You send yourself to hell. You say, okay, here's, here's what I can, can read in the Bible. Here's what, you know, has been presented to me. Nah, I'm going to, I'm going to choose something else. Right. And it's not his responsibility. Um, I guess I can't, I don't know how to finish that sentence, but, so, to, so just to me, I don't think that we have to say that, well, people don't burn for all eternity and that, that still keeps him a just God. No, just is, is just. You either choose him or you don't. And so while I don't, and it's very challenging for me to think that a loving God would have a creation that burns people for eternity or whatever you want to say, whether it be burn or just separation from God. I mean, it could be two different things. So it would be hard for me to subscribe to that belief strictly just off the way you ended it. If that makes sense. Okay. I got you. Well, I mean, in my defense, in my defense, I did say it is very just for him to literally throw anybody he wants to wherever he wants to, because he's God. the, the thing. So in the thought process, so here's my, and, and this is coming from not necessarily your viewpoint, because I understand your viewpoint wholeheartedly but if you if you take the reform side of theology and you think through those those things and then still hold to the view that the the 
I guess, the most prevalent view of hell, which is eternal separation, eternal torment, whatever, whatever it may be. That in itself is what I'm looking at as unjust. Now, he's still just, don't get me wrong, he's still just in anything he wants to do. Not unjust more than unloving. He's still just to do that, but it's an unloving aspect of it. So in my viewpoint, if you are on earth and the gospel has been presented to you Mm -hmm. and you choose to say no. Right. I view that as you are sending yourself to a, to a different destination that I believe I'm going to. Right. And people can say all they want to about whatever about lifestyle. Well, God, uh, I don't believe in him because what kind of God would do that? Well, we're living on his earth. Right. We're living, we're living on, on his planet. We're living in his solar system. We're living because of him. And so I subscribe to the way that he wants me to live, and which is to die to myself, which that means die to my sexual desires, die to my uh, gluttony desires. I mean, it, it, you're supposed to die to yourself, die to my pride, die to me wanting to honk the horn at a terrible driver. Like, I die to myself. And so I believe that if anybody makes that decision to not do that, then I do believe that, you know, unfortunately, sure, there's a there's a separation from God for eternity. And I don't exactly know what that looks like, whether it'd be a different type of suffering for this laid out for Satan and his demons that did whatever they did, where what gets me and where I could come to your side is the people that legitimately have never heard of you know what I mean? Say tribes or say um, 10 year olds that that commit suicide thinking that, you know, they're going to get whatever in heaven because they've been brainwashed by some sort of radical religion. So to me, that's where I struggle. And that's where I hope that it just ceases to exist. You know what I mean? Rather than rather than torment, because to me, like. And I've talked to God about this, you know, I've, I've laid it out on the table that how can a brainwashed child suffer when he had no chance? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't subscribe to the whole thing of like, you know, well, God didn't step in for the wars or God didn't do this or like even the story with Lot's wife. Let's think of it this way. So wasn't it Lot's wife that turned around and turned to a pillar of salt? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. So, so I, I think it was. So God told her or told them, do not turn around. What did she do? Right. And then she turned into a pillar of salt. She died like that. And you could look at that and be like, dang, God, that is, why, what is the deal with that? And that's our viewpoint trying to be put on him. When you think about it, though, he, he, what I believe his response would be is just like, yeah, I told her not to turn around. She did. What if, what if the earth, because I tell the earth what to do. What if the earth said, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to spin on this degree today. I'm going to go one degree off. The whole earth will be thrown into, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like creation listens to his words. Exactly. They listen to his plan, create our bodies, listen to his creation. Exactly. How fair is it of us to disobey one uh, command? You see what I'm saying? So like you look I at Lot's wife. Agree. Yeah. You, agree you, look you. At, you look at Lot's wife. She turned around. Our initial thought is like, good Lord, you killed her like that? When it's just so simple of, yeah, I told her not to turn around. My command is my command. I am what I am. And so, you know, to me, like I said from the beginning, if someone completely hears it and doesn't do it, they're sending themselves to hell. Where I struggle is the, is the 10-year-old brainwashed kid. That's where I struggle. Yeah, I got you. No, I'm I'm 100% cosign retweet. I'm with you on that. I can't get, I can't get on board with this nonsense. Look, I'm gonna send look. you. A, I'm gonna send you a book, bro. It's by Francis. You know we like Francis. Francis who? Chan. Francis Chan takes the view I take. That's who I got it from. Whoa. Whoa. Read his book, bro. Which one? A race in hell. Uh, a race in hell. Yeah. Yeah, it was I know. a direct response to Rob Bell's Rob Bell. on hell. And he okay. talked about his grandmother. Yes, and he talked about his grandmother spending eternity in hell. Do you have the book with you? Preston Sprinkle helped office? write the book. That's where I got it from. Did he really? Yeah. So Preston, okay, and when well, he well, I read that book, and I did not get that. 
Preston, no. when he interviewed Francis Chan, Francis said, I'm not going to say I don't agree with you. And I'm not going to say that I agree with you. I'm just going to leave it be. And they kind of like laughed. So he kind of subscribes to what, which is why no. that's, that's where I got it from. That's exactly, I got it from Preston Sprinkle. No, and Francis I, know Chan. Fr- I know Francis had a co-write author in that book. If it was Sprinkle, I'm pretty sure I remember that goofy name, but don't make me screenshot it. He said, he said in that book, in the first chapter, his grandmother died and she is in hell for eternity. So I don't understand where you're thinking Francis Chan believes that. Okay. You, sh- you, sh- you sure? He, yeah, I'm sure. He hasn't come out and said anything about anything. Well, well, he might have. I'm not saying that. All right. All right. All right, man. All right, man. All right. Oh, all right. You ready? Screenshot sent Dylan Jolly. You can't be telling everybody my government name now. Three I views see. of hell. The annihilation view of hell. All right. <sighs> so that's the description. That's the description of erasing hell. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, four sentences down. Preston freaking sprinkle. There you go. So well, they may differ. Saying, they may differ. They didn't. They didn't. They say may differ. Well, they may differ. Him and Francis close may differ real quick. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's go to the timeout. Okay. Just give it a listen. I wish, I wish Marty was here. God, Just, I miss Marty on this I've, one. I've, I've I've talked to Marty about it. What did he say? Josh, you're crazy. No, he's like I can see that. Well, Dylan, since you asked. I guess since I'm the one in charge of editing, I can jump in here and make an observation just to uh, try to clarify things. If you go back and listen to Preston Sprinkle's podcast on views of hell and then his annihilation view, I believe Josh is getting the facts somewhat skewed in that when they wrote Erasing Hell, they did look at the three traditional Christian views, but I believe both of them at that time took an eternal punishment view. And it was subsequent to that, that Preston kind of went on a journey looking into the three views and landed on Annihilation after Erasing Hell came out. I don't believe he was quite there in the writing of Erasing Hell, and I don't believe Francis has ever came out in support of it either, although I do think he probably, or he suggests that he takes an understanding view um, as it being possibly true. So anyway, just to provide some clarification there. Otherwise, guys, I love the episode, and uh, sorry I, I got to miss out this week. So anyway, back to your regular scheduled programming. Thanks. Uh, I, I mean, I, I do like, like, it's going to make me do some research because I do like how you, I mean, it does say. Just take out my last know? sentence. So, I didn't mean to trigger you. Just, you know. Yeah. You got me triggered, bro. You got me. You got me. In just the okay. Let him. And he lays it out. He lays it out perfect. He's very. He's very in the middle. He said, "Look, I don't preach this a lot. Y'all have asked me what I usually talk about. This is my belief. This is where the scripture comes from. Is it right? Is it wrong? I can't say one way or another. But this is. These are. And so he he lines everything up, and he just lets you make a decision. And so for me, everything lined I, up. I like that. that one. So he, he lays out the three views and then he lays out his personal view. So give the three views a listen and then just, okay. just, just help. Just, you know, just, and then if you want to send me anything, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Send that thing, thing. Okay. I completely okay. forgot all the like word. It. There's probably people over here like, what in the world is this man talking to in, the, in here? But, um, well, Dylan, I mean, we, we an hour and a half strong right now. <laughs> I'm exhausted at this conversation that we just had about hell. Oh man, that left me. Hey, we've had so this led a lot more theologically strong than I thought when I when I first came in here. I was like, we are just gonna be passing stories left and right, (laughs) and this is gonna lead to just like a extreme. But we had it goofy, and then we had it the first half. Clouds are. Clouds or lies Clouds led into yep. views of hell. Man, mm-hmm. this is how it happens, man. This is how it happens. Saying? This is how it happens. I mean, that's what you do on the TJ DJ podcast. You that's know, right. Every, every that's TJ right. podcast, you're going to get some little stupid coffee. I mean, some really cool coffee reviews. Wow. Moose your, Munch. Where's your munch at? My Moose Munch. Let me tell you what. Cinnabon Coffee is the best coffee in the world. 
Um, oh, but that's how gosh. we do it on the DJ TJ podcast, you know. So that's how we do tattoos and Jesus, Dylan, Josh. That's how we do it. That's how we rock, man. Well, yeah. I'm gonna listen to this podcast and I'm gonna beg for Marty to go out of town again so I can come on here and just annihilate your view of the <laughs> annihilation. Of hell. Hey, uh, but you have to do your full research before you come at me. I'm and then use this whole thing. And then and God questions. And then you give me your your view and let me do research. And then because I'm open, I'm I'm hundred percent open. You know, Whatever happens, on, it's a non-negotiable, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a negotiable. It's a negotiable. Oh, I it. It's a negotiable. <laughs> it's a negotiable thing, baby. Yeah. Just love, <laughs> just love yourself. Self care. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, well, take us home. I'm gonna go finish working on my house, put some trim all right, down. All right, whoa, 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 you can't log off yet. I'm just gonna stop recording. All right, well, it's been real, Dylan. You have a do you have a signature sign off that you would like to drop right now for for TJ DJ? R.I.P. Bilo, son. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh, dog, I was man. not expecting that. Was a right hook hey. right there. All right, so R.I.P. Bilo. R.I.P. Bilo. Until next time, you know, we'll hop back on here. And clouds um, are fake. Dinosaurs ain't Clouds real. are fake, Look man. Clouds are fake. This is Josh. This is DJ <laughs> Dylan. See you next time. Bilo. Thanks for joining us on another episode of TNJ. Don't forget to check out the links to any of our guests in the show description. And check out tattoosandjesus.org for additional show information or to submit your questions, comments, or curse words.